welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, welcome to a new episode. I am so excited. I know I say that on every episode, but I truly am excited about this guest today. And my guest today is, her name is Tracy. And she's an overcomer in many, many ways. I am actually going to allow her to introduce herself to you all, and we'll get started on this episode. So welcome, Tracy. Hey, hi. Oh my gosh, it is so great to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you and I have been friends for, is it like 21 years? Decade. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Very fabulous. Very fabulous. And even though, though now we lived we lived near each other back then, and even though now we love far apart, we still stay connected. So that's oh, really cute. Sure. Yeah, we're definitely soul sisters. You were my mentor when I moved here to Boise like 21-ish years ago. And yeah. I just remember looking up to you and being so inspired by you and just your relationship with God. And you just poured into me and I'll just forever grateful for you. So you're welcome. Yes, God is good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember when I got diagnosed three and a half years ago and you, as you you know, knew, I was living my journey out loud on social media, which I believe is how you, you heard about it. And I remember, you know, I was just, oh, I was just in this place of fear and panic and overwhelm is like almost an understatement to, to you know, say where I was at. But I remember, you know, parts of your story and you were I mean, you were telling me, Erica, don't do the chemo. Don't do the chemo. And I remember that. I don't remember your full story, which is why I'm so excited to to hear it with new ears today. So let's start there. Like share, you know, what happened even leading up to the diagnosis, how long it's been, what the diagnosis yes. was, all of that. Yes. Okay. So I'm 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 really hard with remembering years. I'm more about remembering age time frames, you know, so that the health industry says that we should get our colonoscopy when we're 50. Well, my mom had gone in uh, and she was 70 for her follow-ups and she said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, you need to go because I had this diagnosis. And I thought, well, I'll be 50 soon. It's no big deal. I, I don't, I, I don't have to wait. I mean, I'll, I'll go now. So I went, I was obviously 40, in my 49th year and they found some follow-ups. And um, when you go in for your colonoscopy, I don't know if people are aware of this, but if it's in the colon, the doctor removes the polyps and then he uh, tattoos the colon so you can go back later and have that part removed so that it doesn't metastasize or come back or whatever. And so because I was colon rectal and it was in the rectum, they couldn't take them out because because then there would be... Um, infections you know they had to do it right and so they scheduled the surgery and um the goal was to um 
diagnose and remove and and they had to give me an ileostomy bag so that I could continue to eat and release and not infect my body because their the rectum had been under surgery, right? And so my doctor was so, oh my gosh, he was so proud of himself. He's like, oh my gosh, you have the most beautiful rectum in awesome. I'm so sad, famous, you know, fabulous. And um and he took 17 follows. Now, when he was telling me that you really only have to take like seven or 10, but he thought, you know, I'll just take them all. They don't, they don't do anything. They don't mean anything. I'll just take them all. And then they went off to pathology. And he was telling me, oh my gosh, Tracy, for all intents and purposes, you are cancer-free. Like I went into the, he, he explained it to be like, well, it's an ice cream. The vanilla's in the middle. He said, I went into the chocolate. I went into the strawberry. I took your your lymph nodes, your tissues, your this, your that. I mean, I can't remember the words now, but he really made sure that I was that I was cancer-free, that there was not going to be any uh, situations. Well, then when pathology uh, sent back the results, one out of the 17 was cancerous. And it went from, oh, you're fine, to... Red alert, red alert, stage four. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, get her in here. And I thought, I don't know much about lymph nodes, but I don't think one out of 17 is cause for alarm. So I started, um, now mind you, I told him no. I said, no, I'm not coming in. I'm not coming in for anything right now. I have to, I have to reverse this ileostomy. I have to get through this. I have a son, I have a job. And so I d- during that time frame, while I was, you know, healing and um, until they wanted to reverse the ileostomy, right? So I was researching and reading. And, and I think Suzanne Summers was the book that I read that really put catapulted me into a healthy journey. Now, I've been making healthy choices all my life and have been removing things from my diet and take supplements. And I'm really, really, really good about what I put into my body and on my body. And I'm almost like over, over the top with it. So when this came along, it wasn't very hard for me to bring in more green, you know, more green drinks, more green powder, uh, uh, wheatgrass shots. Um, you know, I, as much as I wanted a coffee enema, I never went for it, but that was another, another thing. And, and I was following this gentleman, um, his last name, but his name is Ty. And he um he did a documentary across America, The Truth Ty Bollinger. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yes, fabulous, fabulous, yeah. eye-opening information. And so I was my advocate. And and like you said, trusted my intuition. And my intuition was do not do it right now. Do not listen to their fear-filled minds because my mind is filled with God. And 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 he kind of put a piece on me, like. It's going to be okay. Take your time. Do this and then do this and then do this. Like just baby steps, right? So I uh, had a lot of questions for them. Um, my mom even wanted me to have um, a second opinion. So we went into Boston. But when you read the report from the doctor who said stage four, stage four, well, the new doctor is going to say stage four, stage four. Like where's the, where's my, where's Tracy in this? Where's, where's my answer? You know, just like when we go to have uh, hormones by the by, um, bioidentical hormone doctor, they don't give you the same thing that they give me. They give me what's for me and they give you what's for you, right? It's, it's free. So I just felt that uh, all the answers I was getting from the doctors, the oncology department was it's protocol. It's what we do. It's standard procedure. So I had all kinds of questions. 
And I really wanted a chemo sensitivity test, which, you know, like to make sure I wasn't allergic or to make sure I wasn't going to have a reaction or, and he said, oh no, we don't do that. And I'm thinking, well, maybe you should do that. And so of course, again, I kept saying, no, 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 not now, not now. And in the journey, my friends were praying for me so strongly, which helped me too, because I didn't identify it. I didn't name it. I, I didn't name it. I didn't claim it. I didn't own it. It's just like the cold. Oh, you have a cold. It's, it'll be, it, you'll be fine. Like I stood that place next to God and proclaimed, I am going to be fine. And I don't know how long we'll get through this, but let's go. Right. So um, after the ileostomy was reversed and everything was in order, my body was strong enough. I really don't know why, Erica. I wish I wrote, I wish I journaled back then. I do not know why I said yes. I think it was my mother. And I even asked my mother the other day because I saw her and she said in teary eyes, it was me, you know, almost like maybe she, she was, she's so fearful and she so believes doctors and pharmaceuticals. And I'm the other way. I'm more about natural healing and healing ourselves and having the Lord take over. So I went in and had the chemo liquid, you know, that, that you have the needle put in your arm and and then they sent me home with, I called them horse pills. I've been taking supplements for a very long time. And I don't think I've ever taken a supplement this big. I, <laughs> they were just three in the morning and three at night. And within the time frame, I would say maybe it was over a two-week span. It wasn't very long. Oh, and also they were going to put me on a regimen for eight to eight to 10 months, okay, of chemo every so often. And so, okay, so now I'm home. And I am weaker than weak and I am losing weight left and right. And I am down, I am down more than I'm up and I'm throwing up and I'm, I'm pooping, pardon me, excuse me. And I'm just, I'm a mess, right? And so the nurse said, well, just go to the store and get some diarrhea medicine. You'll be fine. And my mom's like, no, we need to bring her in there. So two days later, whatever, we go back in and the girl, the nurse said, um, oh, she's just dehydrated. We'll just give her some IV liquid. And in here, we'll give you a prescription for diarrhea medicine and go home. Okay, go home. So now I, it really didn't solve anything and it was getting worse. And it, I remember that it was on the weekend because when I called in, the on-call doctor was the, um, the head of oncology who I had never met. He asked me three questions and then he said, stop taking the diarrhea medicine, stop taking the chemo pills, get in here on Monday. And I said, okay, wow, he must know something. So then um, my girlfriend came over that weekend and she slept over and she brought me popsicles and she knew just what to do. She brought me kitty pads from my bed because I was so nervous about making a mat. I mean, she was fabulous. She just, she slept over. And it was just so lobbying, right? Um, and um, so when she left in the morning, she said, if you need anything, you know, let, call me. And I went back to sleep. Well, when I finally did wake up, I wanted a popsicle so bad. And I went to, I went into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror. And now, mind you, I have never, ever done uh, LSD or any drugs like that. But I'm telling you, when I looked in the mirror, I thought I was on a trip. I looked in the mirror and I was so devastated at seeing myself. I was so gaunt and I was so gray and I was really, really scared. And I wanted a pop school so bad that I was so afraid to go down the stairs because there were 12 stairs. And I felt so weak that I thought maybe I would fall down the stairs. So anyway, called my mom. She called the ambulance. They came and got me, took him to the hospital. 
I was in the hospital for 10 days. So I didn't even make it to Monday. I didn't even make it to what the doctors, the doctor, the head of oncology said, get in here. I, I went in there on Sunday. And then the other thing I wanted to say that when my mom took me into the hospital, uh, when I was not feeling very well, she said to the nurse, check her potassium. And that's when the nurse said, oh no, she's probably just dehydrated. Well, here we are in the hospital now, right? For 10 days. And I'm on five bags of potassium and three bags of magnesium. That's how, how weak and how depleted my body was. And then that's the, t- that's the moment that I told them I am done. I am done. If this is how, what it's like, I'm, I'm good. I, if the good Lord's going to take me, you will take me feeling, feeling successful and healthy, not deteriorated and depleted and mm. uh, uh, chemically. Oh, because of the chemicals. I mean, it's so bad. It is so bad. And so then I dived even more into, you know, more research or the holistic side, more um, how can I feed myself? How can I build my immune system? How can I add more uh, goodness into my body? How can I strengthen myself? You know, so I just created more regimes and more habits and more ways um, that, uh, and of course, you know, God all day long, all day long, God, God just, you know, I always say to people, when, when I think about the different things that have occurred in my life, this is the occurrence, but God, and this is the triumph. Like it, so many things, like you said, my life has been saved many times and it's an absolute blessing. And now it has been, let's see, that was 49, probably 50 when I went through all that, um, 62. So here I am. And I, it, the doctor said, if I didn't do the eight months of chemo, I, I would die. I'm like, oh, really? So now I feel like going back to the hospital and to the oncology doctor and say, hey, remember me? I'm alive. You know, so, so I, I have a really hard time and I have a hard time shutting my mouth when people say, oh, I was diagnosed and I have to go get, get chemo. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, stop, yeah. stop, yeah. wait, 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 wait. And the other thing, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm all over the place. I had asked them way back when they said, you, you need to keep doing this. And I said, no, show me, show me the PET scan, show me the CAT scan, show me something, show me what you think might metastasize. Show me what you think is the reason that you're not just one little, I'm sorry, not one little, little lymph node when you have thousands in your body it, and they couldn't show me anything. They couldn't show me any, any like testing or reports or surveys or whatever they did for me to come to the decision. I think they came to the decision because I'm just another number. And I personally, this is my personal, I feel like it's a, it's a business. They need to stay in business. I had amazing health insurance, which would have given them a lot of money. I just, I just get so, I just shake my head and I'm like, there's something wrong with the system. Oh, something wrong. You're telling me. Oh my goodness. Lately, uh, well, I should say probably this past year as I've been, you know, accepting more clients for, for coaching, a lot of these women are coming to me and they've had the surgery. They've actually had the double mastectomy, which is we oh. there, but that it just yep. breaks my heart. Yep. But then, so they, they have all the cancer, but they're coming to me because the doctor is saying, well, we need to do the protocol, which is a six rounds of chemotherapy. And so something's not sitting right with them. And so, of course, I'm, I'm not going to give medical advice to people, but I'm going to empower people's intuition because yes. they're coming to me for a reason because it doesn't feel right to them. Yes. So the doctors are saying, well, standardized protocol and yes. we just 
want to do the chemotherapy just in case. Yes. Cancer cells, whatever. They're, the, they're just floating around. First of all, that is wrong. That's unethical. That's yep. wrong. Yep. And chemo doesn't kill cancer stem cells. Right. It does not. So I've got so many questions for you, Tracy. So how many, how many rounds of chemo did you do? And did your hair fall out? No, I just did the one. Okay. And, and no, no, no hair loss. Um, I did no radiation. Yeah, just the one. Okay. Oh, I'm just cheering you on. That's so yeah. amazing. Yep. Yep. God is so good. Yep. That's so good. I I love it. I mean, you it sounds like you you were you listened to your intuition, which most people, you know, I I, I challenged I, I challenged the doctor. That's what it was. A lot of people don't challenge the, doc, the doctor. A lot of people say, Oh, okay, sir, you know, you know better. No, they don't know better because right. you know what else I've learned about the doctors is they do not know how to tell you to eat to let's say change your blood pressure. They don't know how to tell you what to eat to lower your cholesterol. They they you should have seen the food in the hospital when I was in there. I'm like, you're gonna be kidding me. You're giving me gravy and white bread. Yeah. Like, I'm eating this joke. Oh, so to me, um doctors are good when like let's just say you're in a car accident and your leg's gonna fall off and they need to just go in there and stitch you up. Yes. Yes. But the the the, the health and 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 well-being of our physical diet, I guess our food intake, or I, I I'm I'm lost. I'm sure. <laughs> I wanted exactly. to say it's funny. My sister had said to me while I was going through it because she stood beside me during the whole thing, saying, "You know, don't do it, don't do it. If they can't show you, if they can't prove to you their why, and they just keep saying, oh, it's standard, it's it's protocol, right? It's it's our procedure." Uh, she said, "Oh, okay. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So so you." Let's just say you own a home and mice might come uh, next winter. So like this spring, we should bomb your house because you might get mice in a year and a half. (laughs) That's a great illustration. That's how stupid it is. Well, they might. Something might. Okay, well, when something might, then we'll talk again. Right. It's funny. My um, my surgeon, who uh, he was the one who just raised the job that he did. He was so fabulous. He was a wonderful man. He couldn't believe that I told him no. He's like, I've never had anybody tell me no. And I said, okay. So then, of course, as you know, you have to go in every three months, and then every six months, and then not for another year, and then not for two. You know, like that. It stretches out further. But when you keep getting nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, you can go home now. And so at one of the appointments, he said to me, Tracy, you're never going to, you're never going to guess what happened the other day. I said, oh, what? He said, a girl told me no. (laughs) I said, well, that's because people are starting to open their eyes and they're starting to ask questions and they're starting to like, look at beyond, beyond the uh, pharmaceuticals is not the only answer. There are so many answers to our health. Well, and I, I'm a believer that the pharmaceutical way, I mean, there's, it, there's a, a a time for that. Yes. I'm not yes. you know, saying no, but yes. it's if you just only treat the symptoms and really their approach is just put a bandaid over it and, and not go to yes. the root cause, then how are you truly gonna you know have healing like long yes. healing if it yes. doesn't exist? Yes. You no. Know? And so I see so many people that go this route, and I'm not condemning anybody that does go because it, yes. it is right. Right. However. I just see people on this conveyor belt in the conventional system and they're on meds and they, they keep getting cancer again and the reoccurrence. Why? Because the root 
cause wasn't yes. revealed. And yes. you didn't really deal with why you got the cancer in the first place. And that's, I'm on, that's my radical journey is, is healing the reasons and the, and the yes. root cause. So it's yep. very, very important. So do you know, I mean, do you know why you think you got the cancer in the first place? I wondered, I always used to wonder if it was stress related or if it was just, um, a family DNA, or if it was because I ate too much of something that fed something that, you know, like I, I'm always analyzing my body. I'm always looking at, you know, so now in my life, I, I don't eat dairy. I eat cow. I eat steak all day long, but I don't eat dairy. I stay away from wheat. I, you know, watch my sugar. And if I do sugar, it's, it's honey or maple syrup or raw sugar, real, real stuff. I don't, I don't eat aspartame or I don't eat alcohol, um, sugar alcohols. I, I don't even eat chicory root. Like I have to be careful because now because of the ileostomy or the, the, I don't, the chemo, I don't know. I have more sensitivity. So I'm always building up my immune system. I'm taking elderberry and uh, echinacea and you know, I have all these supplements in my life that because I can't eat enough food to provide me with my body needs, I take supplements to be able to give me yes. the the things that I that I need, the vitamins and minerals that I need. And so, um, I I don't know if it was because of something that I over overdid, and I really can't think back then to what what was my lifestyle like. You know, did I have three scoops of sugar in my coffee every day. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it was so long ago, yeah, <laughs> but um, I would like to think that it was just a hereditary mist. I don't even know. Like, really, like, what is it? How does it even? Because, you know, the other thing, Eric, is we are so smart. This country is so smart. We've been to me. We've created nuclear things. Like, like, we are, we are so intelligent. You can't tell me that there is not a remedy Somebody doesn't want the remedy to be known because you remember at the end of Ty's movie how some of those doctors, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know who's at the helm. I, I know there's deep pockets and it's very, very unfortunate that it's at the, um, it's at the uh, price of people. And if people don't stand up for themselves and, and go inward at what do they want, how do they feel, what, what drives them, where, where can they find solace in the decision and not just listen? And yes, yes, yes. Like, take a minute. Maybe listen to you. Maybe listen to Ty. Maybe listen to Suzanne. Maybe listen to the doctors at the hospital. Maybe listen to the the the, the Mayo Clinic Cancer Center. Like listen to all the people. I had a friend. He used to go to Mexico to get uh, a remedy that he couldn't get in the United States, and and he's 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 survived. But it's like, why do you have to do that? So it is sad. It's 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 definitely all about money, and it's it's unfortunate because I. I mean, they're they're now saying that all the, you know, alternative ways to heal, people have made videos about them on YouTube. They're all taking them down now. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know? very so, sad. It's very sad. Yeah. yeah. So I think we just have to be advocates, you know, and all of uh, all your godly followers. And that that's the first place to turn to is to pray about it and, you know, have the Holy Spirit fill you with the words of wisdom that are required to get through. And I always used to say, for me, because uh, there was a point where it was very overwhelming during the process, was just do the next thing. Just be, just do the next thing. Okay, what's the next thing? Get out of bed. Okay, now what's the next thing? 
brush your teeth. Okay, now what's the next? I mean, I was really, it was, it was tough to just get marched through, you know, and being a single mom with a young son, you know, there was a lot on my shoulders. So, you know, maybe that was part of it. But of the whole thing, maybe the stress inducement, you know, because I do think some of our ailments are stress induced. Yes, um, but by the grace of God and the power of prayer, I'm telling you, I, I, I will give it to him all day long. I will give it to him all day long. That's amazing. Let's pause from this episode because I want to share about my wellness strategy sessions. If you didn't know I offer this, then definitely listen in. I created these sessions because I did not know someone who had the knowledge that I wanted, someone who had been down a similar path as me, and someone who would provide the prayer support that I was looking for when I got diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer. Basically, I wanted someone who would help shortcut my journey. So in our sessions, we will take a deep dive into your current wellness plan, your lifestyle, and your protocol. We will develop a vision for optimal health. We will teach you how to stop living in fear and start feeling confident in your journey because fear plays a huge part and not a good part. We will also teach you how to uncover beliefs, blocks, and behaviors that prevent you from living the life that you desire. So here's a couple questions to ask yourself. Do you actually believe that emotional healing can help you receive your physical healing? Ask yourself if you struggle to feel confident that you're doing the right things to actually achieve wellness. And do you desire someone in your corner who can encourage guide and share their knowledge and experience with you? Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, then we definitely need to chat. Please inquire at hello at ericamatthews.co. All right, let's get back into the episode. So what does your diet look like now? I mean, I know you mentioned it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm really, really big on organic. There are too many things wrong with the soil, I believe. I'm not a farmer, but I believe that there are companies out there who uh, we have genetically modified foods, right? So now packages are labeled with non-GMO. So I'm really big about non-GMO. And there are five top genetically modified foods that I stay away from. And then there's things called like the clean 15. So you can purchase produce that's organic or conventional, uh, particular like berries, I, I, I buy organic. Zucchini, I always buy organic. Like there's certain ones that are very um, sensitive to being um, affected by the chemicals that are sprayed on produce. And then there are some that are not um, affected because of the tough skin or the way that they're grown or that you can soak them or wash them. Or, um, but I, so I'm really, really big on produce and I'm really big on organic. And of course, if it is meat, um, if it's a steak of some sort, it's usually from a local farm or a grass fed source. I used to love seafood, but I'm a little bit nervous about it. You know, now that I'm living in Indiana, we don't have the ocean in our backyard. So it wasn't just caught, you know, so I'm a little bit wondering, you know, if it's, if the ocean is still clean enough that the if the fish are being fed well or if they're being affected 
you know, by the stuff that's in the water and now they're drinking and eating, you know, the bottom feeders, you know, being from Massachusetts, I love a good lobster, but I just went back to see my mom in Maine. And I was like, you know what? I don't need a lobster. I'm good. I, I don't know what they're eating down there, but I feel like the water is not as clean as it was when I was a little girl. So I'm not so sure. So there's certain things I can control. And then there's certain things I can't control. I can't control the air. I'm breathing. I can't tr- control the water I'm drinking. I mean, I can put a filter on it, but you know, some things just pass through. Uh, when I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to ask them, oh, so what kind of oil are you going to saute my vegetables? I don't. I just, I do what I can in at home and for myself when I can. Um, I stay away from a lot of processed things. I'll read a label and if, if the ingredients, um, you know, has too many, too many, or if the first ingredient is cane sugar, cane sugar is one of the top five genetically modified foods. So unless it's organic cane sugar, I'm not going there. Or if it's non-GMO cane sugar, you know, I, I buy a chocolate. I love dark chocolate. And I buy this chocolate that has probably three ingredients, cacao, cacao beans, but maybe it only has two, sugar, cane sugar, organic. It's, and, and, and you see other chocolate bars that have like 25 ingredients. It's like, oh my gosh. So that's really where my um, work taking care of myself goes into what is in the product and even like things you put on your skin and you know shampoos and um i think i had an epiphany when i used to uh see a a bioidentical hormone doctor and she said do you want a pill or do you want a lotion i was like a lotion what this was in my 20s i said a lotion she said yeah you can i can have the remedy i can have the solution or the recipe or whatever it's called i can have it uh, made in the lab for you drew a lotion and you put it on the soft underside of your arm or on the soft inside of your leg and it will absorb into the body. And that was the moment because I did that. And then I was regulated with my period and everything was fine. But that was the moment that I realized, oh my gosh, what you put on your body gets absorbed. Oh my gosh. So, you know, so, so to watch that too, right. And to watch the sprays that we have around the house. Like I don't use, I don't, I think I probably have one bottle of aerosol in my house. I mean, there's so many things that I've changed for what goes in my mouth but then also what's around me. Oh, I love that you said all that because it it all matters. And I feel like a lot of people are under the assumption that, you know, if most of the world is using it or if it's in the grocery stores, it's acceptable. But hello, if people actually dissected the ingredients and what are in these products, whether it it is, you know, a, a something to make our house smell good or a cleaning product or a lotion. I mean, even Bath and Body Works, they yes. actually came out with, you know, saying that something causes. Yes. Can you believe that? Yes. Yes. I mean, oh, no. they're aware. Uh, have, yeah. I don't know if you or any of your listeners have heard of carrageenan, but carrageenan, I learned this. I worked at Whole Foods for five years at night, right? I had a part-time job over there. And I learned a lot because I worked in the whole body department. But I learned about this thing called carrageenan, which is a carcinogen. And a carcinogen is a cancer-causing element, okay? Carrageenan is found in toothpaste. It is found as a congealer. It was in almond milk. And I changed my almond milk choice because I learned about carrageenan. And so um, now maybe, you know, brushing your teeth, what you use this much toothpaste, but over over 80 years of brushing your teeth every single day, like you, you can't tell me that it doesn't go in there somewhere. So 
again, carrageenan is a congealer, and there are so many other congealers. So people say, well, what do you mean? Okay, so if you were to make almond milk, you would um, add the almond mush to water, and you could make, make it at home, but if you make your own homemade almond milk, you have to shake that jar so that it's not just, you're not just pouring the water off the top of the bottle. So what the, what the manufacturers do is they put a congealer in there so that it combines, it congeals together, and it, act, it looks like milk with creaminess, right? It's the congealer that does that job. And so there's sunflower lecithin. There's soy lecithin. Soy is another thing I stay away from. There's um, guaura gum. So there's a lot of different options. So you're not just, you don't have to choose, you know, you're not confined to only one choice called, oh my goodness, it has carrageenan. I guess I can't eat that. Because there's other options. These days, there are so many options. Um, and then the other thing uh, I watch out for artificial colors and artificial flavors. I had a friend the other day say, Tracy, what do you think about this protein bar? And I was like, okay, well, let me look at it. Now, it was a certain kind of protein. I was like, well, I guess if it doesn't upset your stomach, okay. And I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm reading. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a, that's a blend of vitamin C. You know, that's, you know, and, I'm re- and, then, and then toward the bottom of the seven, eight, 25 things, it was red number 10, I don't know, whatever, yellow number 72, what, blue. I thought, whoa, whoa, first of all, why are there artificial colors in your protein bar? Like, it looked like a good bar. And if he didn't ask me, he wouldn't have known. I said, oh, oh no, I, w- I would not eat that only because of the artificial colors. That's a chemical. It's a chemical. <laughs> but the Food and Drug Administration doesn't call it a chemical. Right? Right, exactly. Which is why I believe, I mean, 100 years ago, there weren't that many <laughs> diagnoses, but now... That all these chemicals and toxins are, invi- are uh, you know, socially accepted and allowed and how we're making our world a smart world. I mean, all that radiation that's coming in through our phones and our tablets and uh, throughout our homes. It's, I mean, no wonder we're sick, right? Yes. Which, going back to Suzanne Summers, I am literally obsessed with her. New- it's a newer book to me called Tox Sick. Okay. I'm literally going to do a whole podcast episode on this. It's, it's just singing music to my ears. Everything yes. she's talking about, about it just all makes sense why we're all sick. It's, yep. you know, the, the toxins and chemicals and then take into effect. If you have a low ability to detox on top of that, you're kind of screwed, yes. right? Yes. Yes. If your immune system is weak, you can't fight off the thing. Yeah. I love that you you said that about the immune system because I, you know, I knew about the immune system. But I, as I dove into this natural healing approach, I learned just how powerful our immune system is. Like when God created us, he created us with everything we need. And even the Bible says that, right? And uh, I think it's first or maybe it's second Peter says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. So we have everything, but yet we, we don't honor our bodies. We don't treat our bodies with, you know, with the utmost, we, all, all the things that we need to be doing. And so I love that you are already empowered and you listen to your intuition, Tracy, and yeah. you're smart and you continue to, to be smart because I think a lot of times people can, you know, receive, oh, I'm cancer free, right? Or remission. And yeah. they, they don't really, you know, activate and stay in yes. that healthy lifestyle. And so I love that here we are 12, 13, 14 years later, 
you're still, in fact, you've probably adopted this lifestyle even to a greater degree, you know, and I think we have to, we Uh have to be smart. Mm -hmm. We have to outsmart the system. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think also like so many people, um, I said to somebody recently, they were, they were, they want, they, I, when donuts come into the office, I don't eat them. I don't eat donuts. I, I just don't. Sorry. No. First of all, the way they're made. Second of all, what they're made of. Third of all, what's put put on them and in them. No. And she was raving about how delicious they were. I said, yeah, but so that's the problem. So many people eat, they choose their diet based on how it tastes, yes. how delicious. And like, you're, you're, I always say you're eating as a result of what your mouth is experiencing. How about eating based on what your body is experiencing? Because how do you feel later? He's like, oh, I, I have a, I, I drop. And, you know, and how do you feel in the morning after you've had, you know, a dish of lasagna and a loaf of garlic bread and, you know, buttered whatever? How do you feel the next day? You know, oh, it's really tough to, you know, like that. Like the, eat from the effect that your body, what your body needs and how it reacts. And, and also when you eat, you probably know this, when you eat clean and and raw and real, your body is fed at a much deeper level and it's satisfied for longer and you don't have spurts um, wanting to eat again, wanting to eat again, wanting to eat again. Can't wait for the cake, can't wait for the ice cream, can't wait for the, because you're, you're cleaning out your system. You're you're being uh, dense, right? The food is dense and solid and the, nutri- the nutrients are going where they need to go in your body. Whereas yeah. there's so much food out there that's, that it's, um, doesn't, it doesn't feed you that way. And then you're hungry again. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you desire it and you crave it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Most people, they do eat for pleasure instead of recognizing that food is fuel. And so I always like to tell people that, you know, our bodies are like a Lamborghini. So you want to yes. fuel it with the best fuel out there so that, that it can operate efficiently and effectively. And with that, you know, the, the better the fuel, we can serve God and serve people and, and fulfill our purpose. It's, it's really all about that. And if we're sick and we're depleted, it's like, you know, I, I mean, one of my favorite scriptures is my people perish for lack of knowledge. So I, I love that you are, you know, it's all about empowering yourself and, and educating yourself and outsmarting the system, just like you're talking about. So, yeah. so yeah. there's so much more to learn. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then also some people, they, let's just say they're having a hard time with their mindset. And so they can't even, they don't even know where to begin. And I'm so excited to hear your coaching because I'm coaching too, you know, to take you from where you are to where you want to be, to be able to break patterns and break the habits and create new, new outcomes and to change the thought process. And you know how powerful the mind is. And when you get on a trajectory of positivity, the outcome becomes positive. If you keep feeding the drama and the chaos and the negativity, that is all you're going to have all the time because that's what's inside of you. You put that inside of you. You you keep reminding yourself it's inside of you. And then when people come upon you, that's what comes out. And so it's it's like you have to, uh, the, like the Titanic, you have to turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. It's not like a jet, a jet ski where it's going to go verge. That's not the journey. The journey of changing your mindset is it's a slow process over and over again, every day, every day, every day, every day. Turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. And then you're heading in the other direction. Yeah. I love that so much. Wow. 
So what are your, some of your favorite books that you could share with, with the audience? Well, yeah. Um, well, it's always a Christian author. Like right now I'm reading Lisa Turquist, um, reading, um, uh, listen to Jada Edwards podcast. I listen to Christine Kane. Um, it's mostly that because when I go on, when I go for my walk, I like to plug something in. I'm trying to think what else is in my pile. I have so many and they're, they're all, yeah. Uh, Priscilla Shire, her Bible study, her book, Fervent. Are there any good like cancer books, you know, to help if, if someone doesn't know really where to start and they're newly diagnosed? Like any good cancer books that you would want to recommend? I'm trying to remember what I was reading back then, but I, I really just remember Suzanne and how she she really spoke to me about being an advocate because yeah. she was an advocate for herself because she had something going on and I can't remember what it was. But the doctor, one doctor said, oh, it's that. Another doctor said, oh, it's this. Another doctor said, oh, it's that. And she's like, no, I know my body. And it's not. It's not a spider bite or... I know my body, it's not poison ivy or, you know what I mean? And she just kept and kept and kept. They wanted to give her um, uh, a prescription pharmaceutical. And maybe it was even chemotherapy. They wanted to give her radiation or something. And she was like, no, it, it's, uh, and she kept and she kept and she kept and she kept and she kept. And, and then she was able to find somebody in the world who understood what she was saying. It's almost like, it's almost like somebody who has Lyme's, Lyme's disease. When you go to the doctor, they're like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, it's this. Oh. And until you say to them, check this, it's almost like they're, it's almost like they're blind. They don't, they don't know that word or something. But so I don't really know what other books I, I would definitely, definitely support. Ty, his um, documentary was amazing. Amazing. Um, Sir. Yes. Yes. And I do know that there's another one. I least Oh, the, the word, uh, the movie called Heal. It's a documentary. Heard about that. Heal. Heal. Yeah. On Netflix. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I feel like there's a lot available. And I think once you get into the world, you can find other like-minded people who are experiencing that. There's a lot of, there's a, we want to, we want to love on each other. We want to share with each other. We want to help, help you not go through what I went through because I learned something in my battle. How can we come together? I, I feel like when someone steps into that world with courage, they will be met with people who are ready to lend a hand, speak a word. And yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why I created my Facebook group. It's called Hope and Healing for Cancer. And it's, you know, it's exactly that. And I think you need that. You more than ever, I mean, you have to have people that, especially if you're dealing with cancer, that are so for you. They they believe with you. They believe for you. They don't have like an ounce of doubt, no matter what. And I, I think it's important to surround yourself with with those types of people because there's, you know, already, if you have a diagnosis, you already have the voice of the enemy in yes. your head lying to you, yep. you know? And so that alone is, is, oh my gosh, that was probably the hardest thing. And, and I still will battle that, you know, from time to time, but I, I had to kick everybody out of the, that, that didn't believe for me. And, you know, I, you just can't afford to, to have the naysayers on in yes. your path. It's just not worth it. Yes. Yes. It's like, um, it's like, uh, okay. So we only know what we know because we went through it. I couldn't talk to somebody about 
climbing anything, hiking anything. I'm, I'm not a hiker, so I couldn't tell them what to bring with them when they go climb Kilimanjaro, right? But I can tell, I can talk to a, a, an expecting mother to, to, to talk to her about what she can expect. So, so it's the same thing. So you get like-minded people around you who have experienced what you're about to experience or walk you through it. And you're not crazy. You're not crazy. I mean, some people say, oh, that, it, no, like believe yourself and go again, go deep inside of yourself and listen to your heart and listen to what you think is, you know, yours and research, 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 ask questions. And here we go again, give it to, turn to God. Give it to God. Ask. I mean, I just, I'm such a prayer warrior. I'm just such a I love it. Well, and that, that plays a gigantic piece in our healing journeys. It's really all about what God wants us to learn and turning to him. I mean, I, I've said it before. I don't know how people who don't know the Lord, like in, on a personal level, how do they get through something like this? Yeah. It's mind blowing to me, but meet people like that. And, and they'll say, oh, yeah, I've gone to church before or oh, I'm, you know, certain religion or whatever. But it's like, no, do you know him? Yes. Like, know him. Do you know his word? Do you know how to hear from God? Right. That's so important. How does he pour into you? How do you let, how do you, how do you show up with him, for him, in him? How do you, how do you serve? Where are you blessing others, you know, instead of having a pity party? Where, where are you grateful, right, with, for what you have and Oh my gosh, there's so much. It's there's there's so much to know, so much to 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 own and know and share. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Wow. Um, yeah, just really having the people around you, and I and I do believe I I to have the people that support you in your journey. Like other than like we, with you said, the naysayers with anything really, you don't need negative, toxic people in your life. Um, and if they don't believe what you believe, it's okay if they can agree that you have what you have, and we can still be together. But don't try to pour yours onto me and don't make me wrong because I don't think the way that you think. Exactly. I, I think more people need to get more bold. I mean, yes. there, there's so many, there's so many parts to being healed. Yes. You know, and so if you're in a toxic relationship, and that is one of the main, you know, causers to why you got sick in the first place. I mean, I remember when my doctor told me, she said, you know, do you, she asked me, do you know why you got the cancer diagnosis? Now, of course, I, back then, I, I was a helpless little victim. Like, of course, I had nothing to do with the cancer diagnosis, right? Um, and so, but as I began to do the work and allow the Holy Spirit to take the layers off of me, it was like, oh, okay. Uh, but she also had told me that she goes, I just want you to know that how important it is to know why you, you got the cancer because you can't heal in the same environment that you got sick in. And I was floored by that. And so I've just been like, oh my gosh, what, what, what brought the sickness on? Because I, you know, it could be relationships. It could be family. It could be, you know, ways that you process, you know, trauma. Uh, I'm, it could be unresolved trauma. I mean, there's so many things, which is why I'm super passionate about root cause healing because, you know, so, so you can heal. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, uh, like people say, when I have a, a, a client and they want to lose weight, you know, they, they want it to happen much faster than, than it could ever happen. Um, but I try to support them in, this has been a 10 year journey. You've been on a 10 year journey and this is where you are. Okay. So now we're going to change. Like I said, with the Titanic, right. We're going to start to 
make different things and we're going to start changing and we're going to change and 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 give yourself at least two years like don't think it's going to happen in two weeks like you're going to go to the gym and you're going to see something or feel something like look at it honestly so i think with our cancer diagnosis is it could have been a 20 year journey it could have been because i grew up on that street in that town and i drink that water i mean i don't know right because we don't know what causes it because they're keeping it a secret because they're trying to make pretend that there is no cure you know it's like well what is what how does it happen you know so it could have been just a long a long 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 process maybe for me my favorite food when I was younger was m&ms but of course after i learned about artificial colors but if i was going to a party i was showing up with a jumbo bag of m&ms so was it the artificial colors that caused something to go away inside of me that caused the thing to do the thing that did the thing you know i it, it, unfortunately i don't know if we if we know exactly, but I think we can certainly look internally and say, oh my gosh, I, I was bitter or I never forgave that, you know, and it also it helps us just to come to a more peaceful place in our life to be able to move forward through what whatever's happening in the moment and not be uh, overcome, you know, overcome and overburdened by it, you know? I love that. Yes, 100%. So I did not know you were coaching. So let's talk about that. What kind of clients are you taking on? Yeah, it's mostly life coaching or transformational coaching or accountability. Mostly because my tagline is take yourself from where you are to where you want to be. Like, this is where you are. This is where you want to go. How can we get there? And because if you have habits and patterns that you're doing and you don't even, you don't even realize that they're affecting the outcome of your life. Uh, you don't even know that that's the source. So if we can, if I can dive in with you into that, then you get to see it and you, it's more processing for the person. You have the aha moment, you have the epiphany, you have the, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I did that so often. Now that I'm paying attention to it, I do it 12 times a day. Oh my goodness, I'm going to, I have to change that, you know? And it's really wonderful to see because then it opens up a space for uh, things to change for success to occur, for uh, drama to be released, for uh, courage. I, sometimes we'll call it level up. You're going to level up. We're going to level up. And when you level up, the people who, some people will level up with you. Some people will stand beside you and, and cheer you on. And some people will will make fun of you. Some people will say, who do you think you are? That's because of their insecurity. And you have got to be able to release relationships or things maybe there's things in your house maybe you maybe you have a, an old moldy bureau that was your grandmother's and you think it's the most amazing thing but yet you're sick because of the you know like all these little things that really matter in creating um, a life that you want to live i love that that's so amazing so if someone wanted to work with you where would they be able to find you at hang on um so I don't have a website anymore. I have a, a Facebook page. It's called The Coaching Muse, um, but also Tracy McMenamin, um, Facebook, or um, my email. I get my email out. It's one sister at verizon.net. So O N E sister at verizon.net. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, and I'm always, I'm always, eager to have a conversation in the beginning to see what is it that you want what are your goals do we get along do do you like my energy level you know and i'm very forthright and i give homework handsy around we're not going to chit chat we're we're going in because you're paying me to do to do some work with you and i'm gonna do the we're gonna we're going you know so it's good 
Oh my gosh, that's exactly, yes, I give homework too. I think that's important because there's only, you know, so much. There's like the awakening that happens in the sessions, but then when they go and they, you know, process whether, you know, whatever the homework assignment is or with the Lord, that's really when the transformation happens, you know? So I love that. That's so amazing. And and we could, we could tell them all day long. Yeah. This is the thing, but the the individual has to realize, oh my gosh, that that thing. Yeah. You, what are they that you can lead the horse to water, but you can make them drink, right? So you can coach somebody all day long, but if they're not going to put the tools into practice, or if they're not going to do the homework, or if they're not going to just do the work called, you know, even if it's just go up and down the stairs five times today, like you have to do that. You can't, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, well, I have loved our conversation so much. It's just been such an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. If you could share one piece of advice with people that are dealing with a cancer diagnosis, what what's the one thing that you would want to tell them? Believe in yourself. Ask as many questions as you can. Be your own advocate. Trust your intuition. You know, uh, don't just succumb. Right? Don't just yes, yes sir, yes ma'am. Okay, like dig in a little deeper. When they say it's standard procedure and protocol and it's just what we do, maybe ask why. Like, what, what do you mean? What is that? What does that mean? Don't just listen to the answer. Like, ask ask questions. That's probably it, right? Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. And look at all alternatives, especially in this day and age. There are so many alternatives for so many things for us. Um, holistically, naturally, naturopathically. Like, there are so many other things that you can do. So do a little bit of homework, do a little bit of research and just, you know, take care of yourself and know, just know that your voice, it's saying what it's saying for a reason. I love all of that. That's so powerful. And I agree 100%. I always say, you know, if you're putting all of your hope in your doctor and just, you know, following your doctor, which I believe doctors, you know, they play a part, of course, yes, in our yes, absolutely. lives. I'm not saying, you know, don't follow your doctor, but if you're putting everything to yes. your doctor, then you need to be okay with the results that you get from just yes. placing all of your trust in your doctor. Yes. So good. Yes. Yeah. But thank you so much. You're amazing. Oh, you're welcome, Lenny. Yes. You have a great day. I will. I will. But goodbye to everybody. Thank you, honey. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.